I don't really want to work out, I work out. There's got to be those days you push through. And they're, they're probably going to be more numerous than the days you don't. Discipline equals freedom. And the more discipline you have as a human, the more freedom you're going to have. Hello, welcome to episode three of Keeping Up With The Joneses. <laughs> Slash the Joneses podcast. Still undecided. Yeah, no, Keeping Up With The Joneses. Yeah, yeah. Are, we, are, we, are we running with it? Oh, our, our cup of tea's here. Oh, lovely. Thank you very oh, much. I love it. Cat, you're live. <laughs> We're live. We're live on our podcast. <laughs> Cat, you have to come around to the microphone and say hello. Yes. What would you like to say to everyone? This is Cat from the cafe. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, thank you. <laughs> Short Bye. and sweet. Short and sweet. Thanks, Cat. Cheers, Cat. Um, that's a professional start, isn't it? Um, how are we all feeling? Yeah, doing good. Aiden, you sound terrible. I'm really rough. And you look old. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a couple of days in as well. So if I'm slurping on my, <coughs> my tea and coughing, I coughing do apologise. Am, am I the only healthy one or semi? I tell you yeah. what, mate. In 45 minutes, you'll be you'll yeah. be with yeah. us, mate. Is that mm. why we're sitting on the sofa and you're on the chair? Yeah, exactly. I'm as far away from you as possible. To be fair, you um, hear it a lot, but it is that time of year, isn't it? Yeah, like, totally. Loads of people. Yeah, and also in the gym environment, it's you meet you see people all the time. Like no matter how many like anti back wipes go round, like so many people coming through that you're just gonna. You're gonna pick stuff up, aren't you? Mine, mine always starts off like my throat's like I've got razor blades in it, so I start off a really sore throat, and then it sort of transitions into a bit of a cold and it's worse and sneezing. And do you feel like um your like your nutrition and things has an impact on how how oh. much you get sick? Oh, because I feel like when I eat better, I don't get yeah. sick as much, definitely. Mm. Or to if be, I'm to be honest, I, touch wood, I'm not sick that often. Yeah, so, I, I don't um, get sick very often. Have I been eating that well at the moment? I can't Pro- comment on pr- that. Probably not, to be honest. I'm probably not eating great at the moment. In yeah, I've been saying, have you eaten worse since you've been poorly? Uh, oh, that's a really good question. What uh, do you do when you're ill? In the general you, terms, yeah, like... You, 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 you crave crappy foods, I think. Mm. Um, I always think um, smashing, like... Uh, vegetable soups when you're ill because you don't really want to eat. Do I, the, I, the cup of soups count? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not as healthy. To be fair, but <laughs> oh, okay. They still count as soups, but maybe yeah, not yeah. healthy soups. Um, but yeah, it's good. I, and when I was a kid, I always used to get given Lucozade. Did your nans ever give you Lucozade? Oh, or like orange Lucozade. Anytime you were sick, anytime I was sick, yeah. Lucozade. That's what I get given. Yeah. I saw Jack with someone the other day, and he wasn't feeling very well. And I was like, oh, it really reminds me of my nan that. Yeah, pick me up. Yeah. yeah, I used to love cowpaw. Ah. Oh. Yeah, that's grainy texture. Beautiful. beautiful but you, now that, because obviously I've got two kids, now you realise why. Because cowpole is just like sugary, yeah. sy- syrupy. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you miss it as an adult. Yeah, yeah. It's like crack for kids. It's, can can you still take it as an adult? Could you still, or is it, is it, is it dosed? Is it dosed differently? Is it dosed less for kids because they're only little? That's a good question. It? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I think you probably get a bet, like just taking normal paracetamol would probably be better. Oh, yeah. But, but I'd rather take cowpole. This taste. You know what? Yeah. Cowpole, if yeah. you're listening, imagine that. Send us adult cowpole because I would totally buy that. Yeah, yeah totally. There you go. Yeah. Talk, talking of buying products, I'd just like to make a public apology for last week to our lovely listeners for all those people who went out and bought shortbread fingers after last week's <laughs> podcast. I've had so many messages really? saying, we love the podcast, although. I have been craving shortbread fingers, so I do apologise for that. And also, if shortbread finger manufacturers are listening, please yeah. send me any of your profits yeah, from last week because we? we totally made that happen. Make a high protein one, yeah. which basically <laughs> means just any any, any higher more, than the yeah. rest of them, yeah. and then send them in. And we, send them we in. We'll, totally, them on the podcast, yeah, yeah. we'll totally make that happen. Do you know what, it's funny? Um, 
<coughs> I saw some yogurts the other day that were that are high protein, but they were still like twenty grams of sugar or something. Yeah. So it's almost like the industry's gone from low fat everything with still a lot of sugar. Now it's high protein everything, high sugar. But, but still high. But the thing is, they'll sell it because protein's a hot topic. I spoke yeah. to someone in the gym the other day who said they really love the podcast. And they were like, are you going to do one talking a bit more in depth about like what protein is? Because you kind of brushed over two grams per kilo of body weight. But what about us who didn't know what that meant? Mm-hmm. So that might be a topic for, you know, we might go into a little bit more. I guess that's a bit more of a sciencey one, yeah. isn't it? But I think we can. We, you know, like we've talked about behind the scenes. I think the, the idea is to make it accessible to everyone. But mm. if, there's, if there's people asking for specific topics, there's no reason we can't do that. And um, yeah, I think, you know, we I think good ideas. Like, yeah, definitely. I think more, more deeper dives into stuff occasionally would be yeah. something that would be good. And Especially every now and again. You know, you do yeah. that. I think, especially if people feel like it would be useful. Yeah, because like, we'd we'd love talking about that. But yeah, I guess this podcast is for people who, I guess, that not fitness professionals. Yeah, you know, like we could talk. We could literally drop science after mm-hmm. science, and it'd be we'd yeah. love it. And then everyone would be like, "Yeah, I'm switching off because it doesn't mean anything yeah. to me." Yeah. Do you know what though? Just very quickly, we um, I've just I had literally an email about an hour ago from one of our members, and um, she said that she thought we should invite some of our customers on mm. um, because she loves the community at Jones's and she would love to hear what our members are getting up to and some of the awesome things that they've achieved Definitely. and I just think from touching on from our first podcast about the importance of community yeah. I literally read that and I was like oh my and god we, we've got some amazing stories to shout about yeah. as well like, yeah. I was like how amazing is that Yeah, and I think not, not just and I think what's good about that as well it's not just um, for other members here but um, for anyone that's listening to the podcast because stories of how other people have done well are inspiring they're inspiring yeah, for yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. to realize that you can do mm-hmm. you can do the same thing that you know and you know a lot of our members are you know regular people with jobs and families and yeah. all these things to juggle and so i think you know obviously we're fitness professionals work in the industry we're at the gym every day so you know there is that tendency some people will sort of say oh it's all right for you because yeah. you live at the gym yeah, so yeah, it's fine yeah. you know despite the fact that we're all working pretty hard with our own yeah. clients and everything else we'll live here for 50 <laughs> hours but do we get to train exactly mm. but it's good also to hear from those people that are more um regular people regular yeah. lives and i think that would be yeah really good to have people like that on and with celebrating the average Joe as well yeah 100 yeah. percent. celebrating success it's positive yeah. isn't it if you sp- like if you speak about positive things it has a good impact on you on your like mental state your everything i think if we share that i think it can only be good for getting other people to do other other amazing things yeah, yeah. so so 100%. we're saying no negativity on this podcast is that what we're saying going yeah. i don't know there's it, there's can be some fun stuff <laughs> yeah although well we were talking about um the like things that happened this week so i uh, think that'll the, be the, the, the racism yes so yeah. i think that's that's not necessarily like that's obviously a negative thing but we, i yeah. think that'd be good to talk about that. I, so I, I was listening to thoughts? ian right afterwards and he said what happened was a really positive thing because it, it means there's going to be some steps going forward i know I know they've, um, they've someone's been sacked of they or is it the head of the but uh, who was it the, Bul- the, the Bulgarian Bulgarian, yeah, Bulgarian, Bulgarian yeah. FA head guy yeah. has been has been chopped. So again, just for context for people who are listening, basically this week just gone, um, Bulgaria played England at football, mm. and there was a couple of occasions where they stopped the game mid-game because they heard racist. The England players were hearing racist chants, mm. basically from the Bulgarian fans. 
Um, there was question marks over whether the game should have been abandoned completely. Oh, really? Um, yeah, um, yeah, they nearly walked off, yeah. I, I believe. But um, they carried on. They won 6-0 England, which is probably the best yeah. thing that they could have done in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Again, it's an interesting question of should they have walked off? I don't know. You know, uh, should, should uh, you, Southgate, you, there's an should argument, there's an argument for both, yeah, yeah, of course, both yeah. sides, isn't yeah. there? Because you know, we, we can't tolerate this type of thing. No, no. But yet... That means they've won in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the best way to stand up to a bully is by just not letting it affect you. And but the, and the thing that was weird was that like the three protocol thing or whatever. Yeah, that's basically saying you've got three strikes and then we'll do something about it. So yeah. it's giving them, you know, an opportunity to do it bad twice. You know, oh right, racist chance. And yeah. The, the oh well, ref, that's during the game, is during it? The, yes, yeah. so yeah. the ref oh, right. stopped it once and then and told them off, gave them a slap on the wrists. Well, the, the Bulgarian pop-off, wasn't it? Pop-off, uh, the Bulgarian the captain. captain went yeah. over to the crowd, I think at half-time or coming out from half-time. Well, you don't know what he was saying. I don't know what he was saying, obviously. but encouraging it. it, it but was, <laughs> yeah, no, but I think it looked as though, because um, I think Marcus Rashford on Twitter afterwards was sort of um, yeah, commending yeah, Pop-off after, oh, right. um, sort of saying well done sort of thing. So I think, but I think you're right. There's two ways to look at it and it's a really difficult scenario. But the one way is that just something that's that rank shouldn't be tolerated at all so if yeah. it's been heard just it should just be straight away because it's almost like that whole mm. argument of I always have you know I've debated with friends for ages about um, the difference in like rugby and football with regards to, to discipline and like how mm, they yeah. talk to referees etc what was it they say and um, how rugby's a barbarian sport played by <laughs> gentlemen <laughs> and football's a gentleman Gen- yeah, yeah. yeah. And, on, and just to how like you know and I, you know, my main sport used to be hockey, but if you talk back to the referee, they used to just literally be like bang, ten yards. So they, so if you yeah. talk back, it'd be ten yards. So the, where the free kick or the free hit in that in that scenario, you'd be ten yards further on, and then keep doing that. So you'd have some situations I played in games where you'd get a free hit, you know, in your own half, you know, probably well. 10, 15 yards inside your own half and you'd end up with almost like a penalty corner because someone would just talk back three or four times yeah. in a row and it was just and so quickly your teammates then if, I mean obviously I never did that but um, <laughs> the, uh, if your teammate was doing that you were on him saying yeah, of course. Oh, you know, shut up oh, yeah. you know, so, and it was totally so quick agree. and it was so quick to like you know, it didn't happen a lot because of that. Stop it. And I think almost you were just talking about football with regards to red cards and and talking back to refs. And I was like, if you just had refs saying, if you swear at me, red card straight away. Right, if yeah. you did that from day one, and if, or if you just implemented that, yeah, and you said, right, right we're right. going to do that from now on, and they did that every single time, you'd have a few you, red you, cards, but very quickly. Players yeah, just get, wouldn't you don't need out. to be like a lip reading expert when you watch <laughs> you know, the Premier League. Every game you'll see, you'll see, you know, a decision not going the, the way of the player, and you'll. Yeah, you know, it's a shame, isn't it, watching the descent? Yeah, just, yeah. and that's but why rugby is so great because they yeah. respect the ref, and, and only one yeah. is it only the captain can speak to the ref as well. Yeah, pretty, yeah. Pretty which I think is amazing. <laughs> and I think that, that's so that's the that's the kind of thing should we should we just not be tolerating it at all? But I think you know, I agree in a, in a sense with what you said, Nick, with regards to you know they they sort of rose above it. Mm. They won the game six 0 and they kind of were just proving mm. that you know. You don't need you know, the thing that was really weird about it was there was like fifty you know hoodies we'll call them and yeah. they they all left in like really orderly fashion so There's someone like obviously well they were they, they they said that they were an organised group anyway because the you know, clothes they were wearing and yeah. but they you know they left without protest or kicking off they just walked out yeah in the first half so I don't know who instructed them to do that and th- and this is the thing mm. where 
also I think um, the difficult thing is the conversation of so should Bulgaria as a football team be punished for that um, and that's very difficult because yeah, if you've because, got yeah. because the pl- the players have no control over that mm, yeah. um, the team doesn't have any control over that so you know they're talking about them playing behind closed doors and all these sorts of things and the same thing I think has happened recently with um, Lazio potentially as well um, or one of the Italian teams I think is now oh, being threatened yeah. to be to play games behind closed doors and it's kind of like it is a difficult one because it should you know should those p- players and the team be penalised so for something the supporters yeah exactly you know and yeah. like you say if this is organised by someone that's bringing these people mm. in to do something like that then it's a really difficult one with how much should be the the team the club's responsibility and how much of it should be on the individual like I think that um, I saw today reports that four or five, I think, of the Bulgarian supporters have been arrested. Yeah. Um, I would prefer to see it go down that route, where the individual, you know, try and get yeah. video clips, try and get kind of proof and evidence that the individuals are doing it, and clamp down on the individuals rather than clamping down on the team. Everyone. But then again, you know, they, they maybe should there should be some responsibility yeah. that's yeah, there. It's just an education thing, though, isn't totally. it? Totally. <sighs> it's interesting because what's your thoughts on obviously like the Russian athletics team <laughs> getting? banned across everything because of the whole doping scandal have, have we have we all seen Icarus yes yeah, so water. good water. so <laughs> if you're listening and you haven't seen Icarus go and check it out it's, it's amazing it's, it's incredible it's on Netflix, Netflix, Netflix yeah. yeah it's incredible um, I think again it's a similar scenario I think where because um, there are some clean a- or a, a po- apparently clean athletes that are now Russian athletes that are now competing, but as un, they're unaffiliated to anyone, they're just their own. Is there such thing as a clean athlete? This is a Kipchoge uh, conversation, isn't it? But um, what a hero! Yeah. What? Well, let's say what a feat! Yes. It's unbelievable. Yeah, regardless yeah. of drugs or. He still, still run incredible. faster than our treadmills in the gym go. So our treadmills go up to twenty kilometers an hour, and his average speed was twenty-one kilometers an hour for under two hours. It's incredible. Is, it's madness. Isn't and it? if you watch people run on our treadmills and you see them going at 20 yeah. kilometres an hour, it's. Do you know what? I, I guess 50% of our clientele wouldn't be able to run it to it. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. I mean, no. No, no. Don't go and try it, by the way, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone falling off a treadmill. Do you know what? It's really funny. When I ran London Marathon a few years ago, um, you have to go down to the, I think it's like the XL, and you'd like sign up, get your race pack, and all that sort of stuff. And they had um, a treadmill. But it was like a soft treadmill um, going at the world record marathon speed. Wow. So you could run on it for as long as you could. And when you got to the point where your legs stopped working, you could literally just fall over and the whole thing. Did like, you go? Did you give a go? Yeah, of course I went on it. Go I was on. straight up in there. I loved it. For those of you who don't know, Nick used to be a 400 meter runner. Yeah. So that's. Yeah, it's like speed. Obviously, like, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but like speed isn't an, too much of an issue. Yeah, yeah. That's sounding like a, yeah, yeah. a twat. But. Yeah, it was it was wicked. Like it was it was great fun, and you realise they go. So what fast. do you you told me a fact the other day of, of his four hundred meter time? Uh, he so he so hang on, so he did seventeen seconds per hundred, so it's sixty eight seconds, seconds yeah. per four hundred meters for that two hours. Mad. Yeah, that is rapid. If you've ever run four hundred meters, and, that he, is. and it's a it's equivalent of a seventeen second hundred meter. Yeah. So seventeen every second hundred meters, meters every forty two in a row. Consecutively, so it's 42. No, is it 420? Or, yeah, 420, like 42 kilometers. 
Our maths is letting us down. We only normally count to eight. Yeah. Occasionally. So now, now, how many people are going to break it? In the well, next, this whole, is the thing, isn't it? Roger when Roger Bannister, Bannister went under four minutes, I think it's something, I don't know the exact yeah, stats, but so it's something many. like in the 12 months following that, like 15 people yeah, went under four was, minutes because mm. it had been done. So I can't wait for it to be done in a I might open do it race. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for it to be done in an oh, open yeah, I mean, race. Imagine like, if it was, you know, the. You know, London Marathon, that would be yeah. unbelievable. And I would love it if it was Kenanisa Bikili, because he's like a hero of mine. If he could do it, I'd just be so, I'd lose my mind. Because he was, the weekend before Kipchoge did the uh, the event, um, Bikili finished two seconds outside of the world record. So he nearly broke the marathon world record the week before the, the two-hour mark got broken. What was it, what was the previous best? It's, uh, you've asked the question there, it's like 202. Oh, yeah, I thought it was like 201, 202, yeah, something like that. Maybe 20, 201, 32, something like that. Aiden's just got his laptop out to Google this. Yeah, but it's amazing. And then the women's world record got broken the day after Kipchoge ran sub two. What was she, that? Two? That was 214 something. Right, yeah. She beat Paula Radcliffe's. 20139. 20139. Yeah. So Bikili must have run. That was last year. Yeah. And then so Bikili ran 201.41 just recently. Which is amazing. So it's two minutes, basically, faster, better, faster. Yeah. And actually, which is which is in running terms is obviously massive. Well, yeah. So if you think twenty six, if you did a second faster per mile, it's twenty six. So it's four seconds a mile quicker, something like that, off the top of my head. And that that's some pace to find. Yeah. Like, it's that's at, that, at that level. As at well. that level, and yeah, when you're yeah. already at a world best anyway, yeah, yeah. to find four <laughs> seconds per mile as well is yeah. is incredible. So how that, how does much that mean the, the drugs are getting better? <laughs> well, do you know what's interesting? Actually, I heard Jack saying in the gym the other day: "Is it, is it that our like training's better? Is it that our understanding of recovery is better, nutrition better, and technology? Because obviously Nike yeah. sort of sponsored the yeah. event and they launched their brand new shoes off the back of it, and all that sort. Of, and how much difference does yeah potentially that compare well, to over two hours as well? You know, yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. If, if you get in, if you got an extra one percent from yeah. your shoe in terms of extra spring, extra distance mm. covered, every hundred meters or something. Well, yeah. every step. I don't know how yeah. many steps you do in an average marathon, but damn, that's going to make some difference. I think um, I was chatting to Alex in the cafe. Shout out to Alex the other day, and he was uh, he shared this um, paper with me. Actually, a study that he'd um, seen that was talking about the minimum possible human time that you could do for marathon and it was ba it was done based on i have to um he sent me the link and i have to hunt it out i've actually read through the paper entirely but basically it was saying it was 157 and that was based on um vo2 max oh. um lactate thresholds all the, it was based on uh, these few different things Isn't so there always going to be an outlier though that some well this is it obviously th those those things are taken so the the vo2 max and those things are taken on based on uh, like you know like the human human possibility form, in terms yeah. of what we know is right. kind of what we know is out there now obviously you someone could come along that's an outlier or outside of that but to think that you know 157 is the sort of theoretical minimum that it can be done yeah. in and he's doing it in 159 is pretty yeah. epic mm. it's pretty special I mean, you can't imagine someone running much faster than that for that period of time, can you? Surely, but oh, then, yeah. not at the moment. But no. who's to say in ten years' time you get a, you yeah. know, a genetic, uh, as lottery winner? I'd hate. I hate. Do you know what really annoys me actually? Is when people refer to people as genetic freaks, because it sounds negative. 
Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, should oh, be ce- it should be celebrated. It should be, ce- yeah. Yeah, it should be celebrated. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, like, so I, that's why I like they're the, just gen- the, je- they're the jealous ones. That's yeah, exactly. but like a yeah, genetic yeah. lottery winner like that, you just don't yeah. know, do you? We don't know what's around the corner. Look at this new basketball, Taco Fall, who's come into the NBA. He's like just been drafted, young lad. He's seven foot seven. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Watching him dunk it, he barely needs to leave the floor. It's yeah. un- it's almost cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, he's a he's a genetic lottery winner. He's a it's a, it's amazing to see. But it's but it's interesting that because that comes you know that you then that goes into the whole world of nature nurture, um, mm. because. Yes, he's got the he's got the genes that he's really tall, but, but he still needs to play basketball. Yeah, he still needs yeah, to yeah. go a thousand of hours. Yeah, his work ethic. I've watched loads. Of you know, there's on plenty YouTube. of tall people in the world, but who don't play who basketball, don't play basketball yeah, yeah. and aren't that good. Yeah. So, there's a really really good book um, called Bounce actually by a guy called Matthew Said, and it's basically he's an ex he's a journalist now, but he's an ex um, Commonwealth table tennis for Great Britain, oh, so cool. and it's all about nature nurture, and he's he talks about a lot about how it's um more nurture than the so nature. yeah more yeah. more nurture than nature because a lot of these skills that we learn to do are not inherently programmed so yeah. you know playing music dancing playing sports we're not born able to do any of those things it's, it's you you you're le- you're learning to you do it you might have a like predisposition exactly. for like you things yeah. might yeah. be full comfortably for you like yeah. i guess for like running you might have more slow twitch muscle fibers exactly. than fast twitch muscle fibers yeah. but you still have to put in the work yeah exactly because there's going to be plenty of other people with that same, with thing. That same thing and yeah. also there's a lot of um, <laughs> luck that's involved as well so for example his he gives a story about himself um, there was I think three uh, of his age group there was three of the best players in Great Britain within the same village which had like I thought 1,500 people no, well, I think I've heard this story and that was because a Chinese coach from table tennis had moved to that village so it wow. just so happened that this like amazing yeah. coach was there and then he well, was, and then there. they're getting coached by this amazing guy and they're and he's good and there's some other good people and so they're all they playing each other so they're all playing the best yeah so it's um, you know there's all these things that happen where um, yeah <laughs> where you're you know it's luck and it's skill and it's it's all these that's things that's why i love the whole um messi versus ronaldo argument like yeah. who, who's the greatest and you could argue messi's you know maybe technically better and but he hasn't have to, Bold, that to, is. He hasn't especially as an Adidas athlete. But Ronaldo's worked for yeah. everything. Yeah. You know, Do you know what? You know, you talk about working for everything. What's your take on the 10,000 hour thing? You know, they say like to become like an expert, you've got to do 10,000 hours of it. Because I, cause I look at it as like the practice makes perfect it's that kind of thing isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. however I think personally I feel like that's nonsense because if you practice wrong and practice poorly yeah. you're going to be you're going to be an expert at being yeah. rubbish yeah, yeah. So, so so this is talked about in that book Bounce it's called um, deliberate practice so right. it's deliberate practice perfect rather practice. than just yeah, yeah. But basically you're intentionally practicing so you're practicing in a way where you're actually thinking about it and it's not just random practice mm. but the other thing um that is interesting about that. Malcolm Gladwell, who's the guy that did that original research, he didn't actually say that. So he oh. didn't say that you have to do 10,000 hours. Mm-hmm. What he said was, of when when he researched the experts, they had done at least 10,000 uh, hours. Oh. So it wasn't a prerequisite to being a master. Oh, right. okay. And so this is the thing that oh. is interesting because oh. lots of people, that's how it's, it's reported See, yeah. as you've got to do that before you become oh, this. Jones's listeners, you're getting some gold But here. it's not that. It's that, that when the people he researched 
had, had that. Done. Oh, so, wow. I mean, the the idea I think is that people who are at that level have put in an unbelievable right, amount of work. But um, they uh, Matthew Side talks about this in the sense that if you look at a lot of child prodigies, when you actually delve into the story, they've done the work but they've just done it at a much younger age. So Mozart, for example, had two, he had a composer, um, I think it was father or mother, um, and the other parent was heavily involved in music. He was so playing really music had from, had a head start. He was yeah. playing music from the age of like three. Um, by the time he got to kind of 18, they were his first pieces, that he, major pieces that he did, and they weren't that great until he was actually a bit older. Mm. So even though he was seen as a child prodigy at like nine, because he could do all these unbelievable yeah. things, he'd been doing it for the same time that someone else who was maybe 16, 17 yeah. had been doing it, just he'd started <coughs> that much earlier, and he'd had parents who'd pushed him into it, and, yeah. he, and he enjoyed it, and you know, there's so all those other things, things as well. Exactly, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, you know, often it's, it's not that there's just this, they've got this gift, it's that mm. they've got this um, prerequisite in terms of interest in something. They enjoy doing it. They're good at it because they enjoy doing it. They do mm. loads of it. They've got parental, in, you know, there's all these other things that comes into play. Um, but there was another, there's a good TED talk actually about the 10,000 hours. And the guy basically says, I'm going to learn. I want to see what it's like if I do 20 deliberate hours of practice on a, a ukulele. So he wants mm. to learn the ukulele mm. 20 hours and then by the end of the 20 hours he's like on stage at that point and he and he basically plays all these songs and he's like you know oh, he's, cool. he's competent basically <laughs> yeah. really competent it's, a, it's on TEDx if you search it search for it um, was he a musician just, before? no never played the ukulele so it was just basically proving that you don't need to have that much practice to be good at something competent. so it's so it's why am I still good not and then good at, good at master <laughs> master is different yeah. so obviously being competent yeah. which you definitely are at golf but being a being a master yeah. is that's where the real time and effort Excellent. comes in to, to get there so it's funny you can look at going to any gym though you see the amount of people I'm not saying they're wasting their time but with form and technique yeah totally you, you know you think a bit of coaching they're, they're spit, I don't know how they're many, putting in the effort they're putting in the effort yeah, yeah but just with just, a bit of just quite it's just it's just off it's just that little bit wrong like yeah I get that like how people perform exercises you think oh it'd be so much better if yeah, and then that practice then becomes deliberate practice. They're probably yeah. going to change their body more, see more results mm -hmm. through better Especially form. in things like bodybuilding as well. You know, you yeah. see people with like half reps and yeah. you know doing yeah. all sorts of things to do a bicep curl just so they get the weight up. Yeah, yeah. But it's e that's ego training a lot of the time. Totally. Well. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's the thing. We, I mean, we love that. We love form, don't we? That's one of the biggest things we're about at Joneses is getting on people, make sure they're not wasting their time because. You know, we talk about three lots of 45 minutes, four lots of 45 minutes of training a week. And if that's what you're doing, then it needs to be yeah. absolutely perfect in order to get, you know. Well, it may as well be. It may yeah. as well be as close to perfect yeah. because you're doing it anyway. So. Yeah. 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 Why spend, why, why not, rather than doing eight hours of, yeah, you know, you could do what we do in much better time with better form. And yeah, I guess following a program as well makes a massive difference, doesn't mm -hmm. it? Because you're actually doing something properly becomes yeah. deliberate and go from there yeah and you can and you know there's so many benefits to that as well with regards to we've talked about this on previous podcasts but in terms of tracking like if you know if you've got a plan and you know what you've done you know how you need to tweak that to make yeah. better results to change it to do you know if you don't if you just go in there with no plan just do some random stuff yeah you don't know if you're getting better you don't know if you're getting stronger you don't know if yeah. you get you know you, you and i think that 
um, gets disheartening as well. Whereas if you've got a plan and you can see yourself, nu- your numbers going up on yeah. lifts, you can see that your times on certain things are going down. Yeah. You can actually, you're spurred on then. And even if you're, I think because often, you know, weight loss um, for a lot of people is maybe a slower process than they would like it to mm. be. If you can give yourself those mini, mini targets of just getting stronger, get, you've, yeah. you've at least got that, that spurred on it's to then come term, in. and Exactly, yeah, short term goals keeps you going to then get to the point where you reach those longer term goals in terms of fat loss, weight loss, all those other yeah. things. You just find that you form. arrive at weight loss because yeah. you've got lost in yeah. the process yeah. of yeah. getting better, doing things properly. Look yeah. after the pennies and the pounds will look after yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Do you guys go through phases though of sometime like, you know, sticking to a program and, and then Definitely. sometimes going into the gym and just throwing stuff around and getting your heart rate up and, and enjoying that as well. No, Chris is nodding, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, you I prefer do. The no, I, I just think I, I, that's my nature though. Like I think from coming from like a running background, it was, this is the plan, don't deviate from it. This is what you're doing. I like that. And I'm very much like that in the gym as well. Like yeah. this is what I'm doing. I'm, not gonna I'm random. Like I'll go through um, eight weeks. Nick can be two <laughs> That's not me being lazy, by the way. No, it's, it's, just, it's, it's where the mics it's, are. It's where the mics are. I'm um, wedged in. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go through eight weeks of following a program, and then randomly, I'll just like go in and do completely random stuff. I'll get demotivated. I'll have, uh, you know, I think I have very similar things to a lot of people out there probably listening where. My training certainly isn't perfect a lot of the time. I get demotivated. I get kind of a bit like, you know, um, I'm not necessarily training for aesthetics anymore, but I kind of am. And then I'm not really training for a sport these days. But so it's kind of like, you you know, I think it's sometimes hard because you just think, well, what am I really training for? And I think that's where a program is really handy, actually. I was going to say, do you think your results are better with a program? Definitely, 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, and I think one other thing that I often do which I know I would tell clients not to do and what I've done in the past quite a lot is program hop because I'm thinking about oh different that different program will be that's oh, like I'm trying to find the perfect program oh, and I used to do this when I was younger a lot of the time where I'd be like I just want the perfect program that's going to like build well, strength big, build muscle yeah, yeah build, build muscle yeah. mass yeah. Build strength. Yeah. yeah and it's like you just can't do that and I know that but I'm still I, I used to still chase that so I think with programming it's to just do one stick to that do that for a period of time and then and then yeah. do another what? but it's it's not it's not always easy and i'm definitely someone that has has stuck to programs quite well but equally has had periods of time where i just go in and do random stuff well, so what i love uh, like about that is the oh, hang on i've lost my i've lost my train of thought just like it's the, it's the cold is coming in what we were talking about program hopping yeah come back where were we do you know what I was going to ask? Oh, yeah, just you to go, you go. I feel for a bit. I had a really good what, point. What made you first start working out? Um, probably. We, that's it. So I've, I've played football all my life, but yeah. like gym stuff, I'm referring yeah, so, to more than anything. I mean, the yeah. first time I went to the gym was probably just with mates when I was like in A levels, but never really, you know, like, and that was just classic, like, Arms. just look better, basically. Yeah. Um, I was really, really skinny. Um, so it was just to, to build some muscle, but like I literally did like three or four sessions. That was it because I played loads of sports. Hockey was my football. Football when I was really like younger, hockey, and then hockey just overtook football because I got I got much better at hockey basically. Um, and 
so I didn't really do gym stuff at all until probably went to uni. So third okay. year of uni, maybe. And was that strength and conditioning for hockey or was it no, no. to get bigger arms? Yeah, and, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, for hockey, I just, you know, I just played and I just, um, I never really did any fitness stuff. Like I would do, I would do, I would train for hockey, yeah, but I never yeah. really did any. I think because... If you if you're training once a week and you're playing and then you're doing a bit of gym yeah. work, and my fitness was always always good. Like I played centre midfield and I was always someone that that could, um, because I just played so much sport. I think because I you know when I was a kid I did football, hockey, did skating. So I did like aggressive skating. I was chatting to Jack about that the other day actually. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I did it like like him. I was really obsessed with it as well. So I just was constantly like active. Like I never you know my my some of my funnest funnest most fun. Um, years were skating with mates in summers so from the age of probably 13 to about 15 16 all I did was just every day get home from school put my skates on go out See, I, I listen to the music and I like the whole vibe but I couldn't skate at all I, was Man, I used to love it um, so but, but I was really active so I think cardiovascularly I was okay I think obviously if I went back now I think probably um, I could have been a better hockey player if I had got fitter because I think when you especially when you get to the level that I was at the best teams that we played were it was wasn't their skill necessarily it was their fitness levels that were just a slight level above and at that level literally you know you'd have these teams that could just run 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 and literally like three quarters sprint pretty much for the entire game and they're all doing that and and when you do that over 70 minutes 80 minutes you start to doesn't matter how skilled you are you start to get mm. broken down so I think um, it probably would have helped um, but yeah so it wasn't until sort of after uni and it would have been purely a uh, a purely vanity thing yeah some when I got into weights Brad Pitt Fight Club that was you was it oh yeah, that's yeah, things up there that an American Psycho yeah Christian Bale those yeah. were two meals like wow like I can't remember I can't remember if any films particularly but yeah I just always remember wanting to be in good shape I don't know why yeah it's just, a weird thing really isn't yeah. it yeah and usually guys that work out they're, they're doing it to impress other guys which is yeah not a bit weird not, yeah. Like, yeah I don't know you see you, know, you see <laughs> when you go to a typical um, you know free weights gym it's look what I'm doing look what I'm doing the egos are yeah, there the alpha the males guys, are there yeah. and it's, yeah. it's what was that? Um, who's the guy whose arms exploded? Greg Valentino? Do you know the guy that yeah. injected his arms? Oh, yes. Yeah. So he would say, again, obviously I know that's a, a very strange thing, but he um, he always said that he wanted the biggest arms in the room, yeah. not so that girls would come and speak to him, but so that guys would come up to him and be like, dude, your Respect. arms are crazy. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Mm. And that's, he generally wanted that over, you know, appealing to ladies. And that's why he ended up looking like, like he did. I mean the Absolutely. whole. We'll by the way we'll get a um, we'll get a bodybuilder on on our podcast as a, a guest mm. at some point um, just to talk about because it it's an interesting subject in yeah. itself, isn't it? And you can get lost in it, and obviously we can talk about steroids and. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a weird it's a weird thing. It really is. Because um, yeah, I think like. You know, Kate often will say to me like I'm not she she doesn't care she's not bothered at all like I I could get into unbelievable shape and she, I don't think she would care much more than what I am than from what I am now which is like okay um so <clears throat> it's you, weird to think, think why am I then why am I then bothered but I suppose there's a health element for me it's, there's a lot of mental health elements to training 100%. as well um and I think that 
for me is bec- almost becoming more my reason to train right. now rather than aesthetics. I was going to say that aesthetics. I think when you're younger, it's probably how you, I mean, look at what Instagram's full of just. Oh, it's ridiculous now, it's isn't it? Just young yeah. guys with their tops off posing, and it's it's again, it's weird. But mm. um, I don't know if it's a generation thing. As you if you as your teens and sort of mid twenties, you're you're all about your arms and how you look mm. and your abs and stuff and as you start to get a little bit older it's more about health and yeah. overall strength and mm. longevity longevity yeah. i want to still be doing this when i'm like 80 90 do you know what i mean yeah. i see myself training forever and if yeah doing definitely. things properly now and well and looking after my joints and but, but mental health as well yeah oh yeah yeah you know, to, to let mm. off some steam but that's yeah. why if you do things properly now you're still able to do that so you can still let off steam when you are 80 90 because it's yeah. still going to be the same yeah. You know, you're still gonna have the same things going on then that's in your brain as you are now. I think. Yeah. You know, if you still got those same, like hang ups or whatever it is, it's gonna be. It's gonna yeah. make you feel good. And when we did a questionnaire at the beginning of the year, didn't we? And we sort of said, you know, why do people train? Is it weight loss? Is it, um, you know, strength or muscle mass? And eighty-six percent of them said uh, cited that it was mental health they were carrying on doing it for. So I don't think necessarily people join the gym. To, to think about their mental health, not always, yeah. but um, you know, usually they'll join to, to lose weight or get fit, but mm. they see the value of yeah. of training and you know supporting their <coughs> positive mindset. And um, actually, on that next week, hopefully, we're gonna um, have a guest on that's gonna be talking about mental health, which is oh, it's amazing. Yeah, so that's gonna be quite cool, I think. And, um, oh, massively. Really so good. I guess, guys, actually, if anyone's got any questions, they'd like to. Email in, we can. Oh, yeah, that's a great show. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, Rather than us waffling on, let's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. let's, let's see, see what, what our pro says. Let's see what our like our listeners want to yeah. want to hear. They want to hear about shortbread fingers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't. They <laughs> yeah. want to hear about the lounge as well. That's been every week so far. <laughs> yeah, no, that I think that'll be a really good one because I think it's such a you, like you say, it doesn't surprise me that a lot of people that's yeah a really good point of why they why they continue doing it um mm. and that that's why i think like what exercise you do often becomes like i think as fitness professionals we kind of got this kind of you know certain um way of looking at things in terms of oh we do you know resistance training and a lot of a lot of not not us guys because obviously we're fair not and i mean by us guys i mean the jones as a, as a gym everyone not not just us three but I think everyone at the gym is very good at, you know, not necessarily being too biased towards any one type of training. But I think um, it's just training a way that you enjoy. Yeah. You know, oh, do what yeah. you enjoy. Like, yeah, if, sure. you know, there's people, it, you shouldn't feel like you should be doing certain types of training. 100%. And now, obviously, like, certain types of training are going to be better for certain people. So, you know, if you're postmenopausal woman for example then some resistance training is good because mm. bone density goes yeah, down yeah, because yeah. of the hormones and we know that actually Each resistance training can yes yeah, exactly yeah. so mm. you know there are there are forms of training that are going to be beneficial yeah. and actually to, to fit that into your program somewhere is a good thing but actually if you like dancing then do that with yeah. a little bit of resistance training involved or if you like the like boxing like here do that like do I, what you enjoy doing I was speaking doing. to a mate and we, we play football um, when I haven't got a broken toe <laughs> we play for five a side football is that in, ever? Inside, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and he was saying he just, just doesn't like the gym you know it's just not for him yeah. but he can play football all day long because it's fun and it's enjoyable and um, so it's it, 
as long as you move in, then yeah. crack on. Yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think there's there's certain things that, and I totally agree with that. I think there's obviously I'll see people from a physio point of view who'll come in who are just you know they just run or they just do football or whatever, and I'm like, well, actually, if you want to if you want to protect yourself with regards yeah. to reducing your risk of injury, then actually some strength and conditioning stuff would be good. But I would never say to someone like that, you know, you should be doing three, four sessions a week in the gym. For that person, it might just be one session of at home strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, normal lunges, mm-hmm. squats, whatever it might be, um, to supplement their football or running or whatever it, they mm-hmm. enjoy doing so that they don't get injured. So it's purely a resistance training or exercises to reduce the risk of injury so they can continue doing what they enjoy. But I'd never, I'd never recommend doing that over that exercise because that's what they enjoy. That's what they love doing. And that's, you know, and then they get the mental health benefits, et cetera, and all those health benefits as well. So I think that, you know. Especially in a team sport as well, you know, the the social benefits of. Yeah, I've got a good friend of mine actually who does um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. That's his thing and he just loves it. and he is a dad, got two two boys, and he really struggled after having his boys. And just you know, we were always a tight knit group of mates and stuff at uni and like growing up and things. And and like you have that kind of male <coughs> camaraderie almost. And I think when you become a dad, you family, work, everything, mm. like you don't you you miss that. And I think he was just saying well, he loves it because it's that almost that that bonding you get the social element of it you get the exercise part of it and that's what he loves and i think that's one thing that you know we obviously do here really well is that the social element so people are getting people are getting the exercise and they're also getting that community element of it as well which again helps with that with mental health with getting out there with just getting out of your own head all those and i think because the gym often is something that you do by yourself yeah and that's that's the difference isn't like for me, like I think I'm too competitive for team sports. Like if everybody on the team isn't like fighting tooth and leg, you know how some people are yeah. so, so even like five aside football, I think like, it would be I'd be too competitive and it would it would end up ruining it for other people and myself <clears> and that stuff. And that's what I like about here is the fact that I can be super competitive in the gym with myself. Every single thing I do is better than the last time, better than the last time, and yet you're surrounded by like-minded people, friendly people that speak to you and chat and. You have that that community sense, but it isn't like for me. It's not ruined by not winning, you know. But totally, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And you you were saying, um, and you you started with um, Brad Pitt. So Brad Pitt was your inspiration, was he? In terms of like, <laughs> shout out to Brad. If you <laughs> <laughs> I think he's probably got bigger fish to fry, but you know. Um, but like, so it's interesting because I, I can't say he was my biggest fan. I just remember watching yeah. that. You know, me and my mates would watch it and be like, "Oh my god, look at yeah, you know, he's in ridiculous shape." Yeah, because we were chatting about um, what we we're going to talk about today, and we were sort of saying, "Well, maybe we should talk a little bit about like uh, you know um, transformations or or um, what's yeah. it called." Because we were chatting about you were saying that you've been to see the Joker. My God, like no, no spoilers of that. Yeah, I'm not spoil anything. But it was wow, it's I'm desperate like, to it, see it. It blew me away, to be yeah. honest. Um, yeah. it, Great acting, great. I was just engaged for, I don't know if it's two hours long, it's probably it about is two hours. hours. Yeah, just completely engaged in the whole thing, and it's quite depressing, to be honest. But oh, I don't know, I, thought, I, I was like, that's because you're weird. Yeah, yeah. I was like, no, yeah, you, like, yeah, that's the weird thing. You're like, ah, yeah. You, you're, yeah, I don't want to give too much no, away. No, don't, because like, I haven't seen it. And I'm, I really want to see it's it. It's fascinating. It, yeah. really, it really is great. Yeah. I think, but, but uh, this isn't much of a, a spoiler, but. Basically, he's very, very skinny in it. Um, yeah. And yes. 
from lost. yeah, for especially from Gladiator. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, I don't think he was um, particularly buff in Gladiator. No, but, but he was fuller. If, yeah, if yeah, you look, right. you look at the two of them like compared to each other. Can we can we get like those pictures up on afterwards and compare? Uh, yeah, them? should yeah yeah definitely you should be able to. And because we were saying, in fact, thinking about it now, probably the first. Um, I don't know if it was the first, but one of the big um, uh, film transformations actually that that made me inspired to do gym stuff was um, Three Hundred. Remember? Oh 300? yes, and um, yes. exactly. Oh, and Gerard Gerard Butler got yeah, in unbelievable yeah. shape yeah. for that, and they were all they were. In fact, I, they I were, remember them saying though that a lot of it was like CGI'd afterwards. What, the makeup some some yeah. of it was, but they were they were training. At, uh, they were training at a Jim Jones in America. Oh really? Called, yeah, it's called really? Jim, yeah, it's called Jim Jones in America. Wow. Um, uh, by this guy called Mark Jones, and um, they were was training. It loads of kettlebells. Yeah, so yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was. But it was a three hundred workout, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, it's really loads like. of crossfit. So the three hundred workout okay. is is uh, is twenty five chin ups, and then fifty sixty kilo deadlifts. Then you do fifty windscreen wipers with the yeah. sixty kilo oh. bar, um, fifty press ups, um, fifty or twenty five clean and press with a sixteen kilo kettlebell one arm, and then twenty five the other arm. And then another twenty-five chin-ups chin at the end. Right, I think, I think that's it. the. That's the. Can you guarantee that I'm going to look like um, <laughs> one, one, one yeah. circuit, yeah. and then you? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I watched some of the training videos, and it's a lot of it is kind of like CrossFit type yeah. stuff. So <laughs> it's heavy lifting, and then he was saying they put Again, them on a quite no, a yeah. low calorie diet. So it was almost like they put them onto a. He wanted it to be almost like this warrior kind of sparse food kind of you know paleo type. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, kind of like that basically. But. Um, so here's a question you can just say yes or no both of you were they taking steroids before filming in 300 i would say no oh interesting nick Mm, no if you're listening gerard could you uh, please let us know (laughs) (laughs) same so with um it's like brad pitt in fight club i would say no i'd say no in that yeah um and if you look at gerard butler's uh shape now he's a big guy yeah, he's yeah, naturally big, yeah, yeah, so yeah, for yeah. him if he gets lean and he's going to probably as a as an endomorph he's going to probably build muscle quicker than the yeah. average person yeah. and then if he gets lean he's going <laughs> to look like that i think yeah. um i'm sure it probably there's probably somewhere where you can go on the internet and yeah whether it's dr google will tell you if, if he did or not but so, well, there's there's um there's a few um just sidetracking on the steroids thing there's a few um, sites that basically look at um, fat free mass index I don't know if you've seen that so it will look at um, it basically looks at a ratio of how much muscle you've got Mm. compared to your body weight essentially Um, and then it will it works it out based on natural athletes and then known known steroid taking athletes and so it will basically say whether someone is like above the line at which we yeah. think is think a natural yeah. line if that makes sense um although obviously you have outliers but, yeah, and so yeah. you can't say completely no. but it's it gives you a sort of an idea um of where <laughs> of where people are so you could you could type in their stats and then you could work out from that how likely it is that someone was was using stuff basically um but i think it's interesting with the the film transformations whether people were doing that because I'm sure there probably is some of that with some of it well the, well, machi- the machinist uh, yeah, with Christian Bale that's incredible and mm. again I think if you can get some photos of that and we'll just yeah. share it because yeah. he did he went from the machinist where he was 
50 kilos yeah, or something stupid. Tiny. And then he filmed Batman like yeah. a couple of months later. Like 88 kilos of yeah. like ripped, big, like yeah. strong. But also with that though, like you're on a multi-million pound contract. Oh God, yeah. yeah. And, and he's going to have the best trainers in the yeah. world working with him, the best nutritionists. Yeah, training yeah. twice a day. You yeah. know, he's going to be doing absolutely everything within his power to, yeah. to be able to do that. But again, like those kind of like physiques, most normal people that have a full-time job, family yeah. and stuff like that, they can't commit to that kind of that training regime, that nutrition regime, and that's, and that's the thing that's about people's expectations it, it, as well. Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. People yeah. come in, they say, "Oh, I want to look like so and so in that film," and you're like, "Well, in a re- realistically, in the real world, someone sent me a photo of um, there's a there's a famous photo of Zac Efron, yeah, um, when he did Baywatch. Oh, and he, he looks in looks great shape, definitely. And they said, "I want to look like that," and. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, you've you've really got to dedicate your whole life to it almost. Yeah. To and, and, and yeah. there's you know there's some genetics going on. He's been training all of his life. Yeah, already. And yeah. That and there, that I think that's a really good question. Is you know, do you really if do you, if you knew what it took, took would you yeah, really yeah. want that? Because you you are going to have to dedicate your whole life. And do you really want to make the sacrifices that you need to make in order to do that? Um, most people don't. Yeah, like, most I think a lot of people don't, don't realise that. That's the you know people say, I'll do absolutely anything to lose weight. Okay, right. What we want you to do is get up at um, you know an hour earlier yeah. and come to the gym. Oh, I oh well, yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you just said you'd do anything to yeah, lose the weight, yeah. but um, yeah. I think a really good one is one of my favourite transformations. It's a bit of a random one. Is um, Bradley Cooper for American Sniper um, and the Chris Kyle thing and how he gained loads of muscle, loads of like body fat proper like bulked up for it and T Nation actually went through because it was one of the trainers from T Nation and they were all involved Mm. and it actually lists his, what he did literally for the entire prep for it Mm -hmm. and you think, I, do you know I'd love to do that but I, I couldn't commit to doing that for the yeah. time it took the nutrition regime yeah. and I'm someone who hopefully knows what it takes to get into that kind of shape and yeah, yeah it was just like that is unbelievable it was well worth a and, well and worth I think e- even then like it's that whole thing of someone saying I want to look like that you can't guarantee that because for example I think if Brad Pitt did the same uh, regime that Gerard Butler did they would look totally different yes. because Brad Pitt is you can tell he's a naturally probably slightly more ectomorphic yeah, leaner yeah. individual mm. Gerard Butler is more of an endomorphic same thing as um, uh, oh god my brain's just gone the one you just Bradley uh, Cooper, Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. so Bradley Cooper again he's a little bit more he's, you can test how he's a bit broader he's got a different type of physique to a, a, a Brad Pitt yeah. um, the other one I like as well um, which is a bit random is um, Bronson have you seen Bronson the film Bronson no I haven't no. it's Tom um, Tom Hardy Tom Hardy um, and basically this guy called Charles Bronson who's like an English um, he's in prison essentially there's a book called Bronson and the book's incredible as well um, he's just mental He's ba- he went to prison for fairly nominal things um, and then just started like taking um, prison guards prisoner within his cell, doing loads of really ridiculous random things, and so he's just been kept in prison for years and years and years, not because of things he's done on the outside, but things he's done on the mm. inside. Loads of like climbing onto roofs and prison riots and all this sort of oh, stuff. Right. And he's just like, he was like a bare knuckle boxer, right, yeah. um, really big guy. Did used to do just like thousands of press ups in his um, prison room, and Tom Hardy said he went to um, uh, meet 
uh, Charles Bronson, I think, to say, and Charles Bronson said, "You're not, you're not big enough." And he was like, "Trust me, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll do it." And he basically he got really bulked up, similar to um, Bane. Sniper. Bane. Yeah, so he was he was big, but was, had some fat on him. It wasn't he ripped. Was he was just yeah, absolutely yeah. big, similar to that actually in that. Yeah. And um, again, dedication to eat that much food because yeah. you just don't realise like bulking like that in that way, you've got to eat so, so much, much food. Yeah. Well, what's um. Brian Shaw is a uh, one of the world's strongest men. He's won the world's strongest man title loads of times. And at the moment, there's stuff on his on like on his YouTube channel, and he literally like packs away like ten thousand calories a day. And he says that's the worst bit for short him. Fingers. No, not for his <laughs> short breath fingers. Like, if I could speak to him, I would say, look, you're gonna get your calories up doing that. But and he says that's his worst bit for him. Like one of the most things he's looking forward to retiring from strongman is not eating. Yeah. Like he has to to support his. The muscle that he has to support the work that he has to do. Like yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll go on to this on another podcast. But intermittent fasting and time restrictive eating and um, that's something else we can talk about. Definitely. But um, yeah, I was just look, looking here, trying to find some um, female um, transformations. But again, if anyone's got any good female, can you think of anyone yeah. in a film? Or like, I think who's your favourite transformation? Just get some comments in the. Chloe, uh, I've got Chloe Kardashian. She lost two stone and twelve pounds, but that is on the Sun's website. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there's not film ones that massively jump to mind, which I think. Well, I don't know why that is. What does that fair. tell you about? I don't know. Does that tell you something about Hollywood or uh, well, how they cast uh, stars or? I or that there's just not that many female-lead-led films? Uh, there was one like um, one which is the opposite way. Was, um, do, you, do you remember Christina Ritchie? From, um, she, was, she was actually in, um, in Casper as a young actress. Um, she did this film with Charlize Theron, um, and she gained loads of weight for that. And that was really? pretty impressive, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know, the other way around. Yeah, the other one... Wonder, not, Wonder Woman... Yeah, she, yes, she, Gail Gavra. Again, but like that's what I think though. The, with with where like the superhero films are going, we're going to see far more female yes. transformations that are going to be yeah, inspiring yeah. because they've got yeah. female leads. Yes, you think Scarlett Johansson? I mean, she I she already looked incredible anyway, yeah. and yeah. she looks even more so as Black Widow, Brie Larson from Twenty One yeah. Jump Street to Captain Marvel. Again, yeah. another brilliant transformation. <laughs> And again, the more we see of those like strong uh, female leads, I think we'll see it more. Yeah. Like in the in the time you've been training people, Chris, as well. So weight training for women, you know, now yeah. is a common thing, mm. and which is great. Which mm-hmm. is we, but you know, years ago, um, it just wasn't a thing, and and they used to mm. have this perception that they'd get really bulky and you know put on loads of muscle. Yeah. Well, who's the there's the. Um, Who's that lady that does like the really small weights, but like loads of reps in America? What, did she train Gwyneth Paltrow or someone like that? Um, oh man, I can't remember <clears throat> what her name is. But um, anyway, she basically just was a proponent of no heavy lifting for women. Used like two keep one to two kilo dumbbells and doing all these movements. And um, yeah, I just. I just don't so I don't agree with a, that there's personally. a guy that I used to love called Nick Mitchell who you, you're yeah. both familiar with um, and he's got gyms all around the world and I remember <clears throat> he sent out this there was an article that he wrote and that I think it was on an email and the subject line was why women shouldn't lift weights 
And I, and I was like, what? Yeah, what, I think what? you I think you texted me and was like, have you seen Nick Mitchell's yeah. latest email? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I was like, what? What's he, what's he talking <coughs> about? Well, you know, this is someone that I really, well, exactly. Yeah, like <laughs> someone I really looked up to yeah. and he's saying this. And um, basically the article went on to say that why most women shouldn't lift weights or because a lot of the time he, he walked into gyms and they'd be using, a, like you say, a two, two kilo dumbbell doing a couple of bicep curls well you may as well go on the treadmill and work a little bit harder if you're going to do mm. that because mm -hmm. those two kilo weights aren't really doing much for you yeah and that that was the whole idea of the argument so definitely women lift weights if you can great yeah. and um, i think there's that fear of purpose there. yeah and there's that fear <clears throat> of, the... of getting bulky isn't it the, i think the one the biggest thing i've heard over the years is um i want to i want it that you know women will say i want to do weights but i don't want to get too big i don't want to get too mm. bulky and i think you know, we know as blokes how, how hard, hard it is to get yeah, bigger. You know, you like it's yeah. so yeah, hard, yeah. and we've got the testosterone levels to, to, to support, to, to support yeah. that. And I think that um, you know, m most women will say, "I want to be toned." Well, if you want to be toned, then create create some muscle mass and then lose the fat, lose that, weight. Yeah. So that is toned. You know up. that yeah. So and to do that, you need to be progressively overloading and using weights, yeah. and, and it's so good for you as well. Like, and I think the ultimate performance there's. A few really good transformations. Is that um, is it Gemma Arterton or oh, uh, yeah, Arterton yeah. from oh, um, yeah. Hollyoaks? Yeah. Incre incredible, you know. Yeah. And so you only have to look at people like that. And I've got a, I've got a friend actually who works at Ultimate Performance now, Jenny, and she does quite a lot of stuff on Instagram, looking at um, pictures of her, uh, picture before and after, but looking at different weights and how actually she can be heavier That's and look and look better. Week, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So and you know you can heavier and still look better than previously so Jenny. yeah exactly Jenny Nim yeah girl. and that's the thing as well I think a lot of people sort of think like because weight training is far more popular now I think a lot of people kind of think that just automatically just by lifting weights going in and lifting weights is the right thing to do and actually a lot of the time like you just mentioned it there about purpose you still need to train hard with weights yeah you still need to train hard enough to elicit response just by lifting weights doesn't automatically mean you're training no. like if i went in and did 10 kilo bench presses yes i'm lifting weights but i'm not training and that's not going to change what it's, i want to do it's better um, than nothing but yeah but, but it's not gonna but no. i would work harder on a treadmill yeah like doing something than that than than 10 kilo like bench presses would be for instance so yeah. you've still got a you've still got to put in the work and do more than you did last time you know get up to that point where it is a bit uncomfortable weight training is that do, thing do you know that makes you feel a bit saying that because today um i trained and i just did a little trx circuit and i know it didn't really do much for my body and i wasn't pushing at mm. all but it made me feel good yeah so there's yeah, that so that's yeah. like the other end of it yeah but that's that that's but uh, goes back to and that and mental to, health so I side did of things today yeah. i trained for my mental health yeah. i didn't really kind of trained for my body as well but mm, it was yeah. more about letting off some steam for half an hour 45 minutes or whatever and um yeah it's funny yeah. actually you say that because like for i was having a chat with a client a little while ago about for me weight training is meditation you know you're saying during the joker you literally were so transfixed on the film and it felt great that you didn't wander yeah. off yeah for me when i'm in the gym my sole focus is contracting muscle from a to b like i'm not thinking about moving the weights i'm just thinking about squeezing the working muscle whatever it is and actually i don't think about anything else when i yeah. train and that for me because that is what meditation is, isn't it it's about clearing your brain and maybe only focusing on one thing it, and That's that is for me that is weight interestingly, training interestingly I used to be like that when I yeah. trained by myself I'm not anymore um, 
things are going on in my mind all the time. But if I do a class, usually I'm, you know, I'm in mm. that meditation zone, as you call it. Yeah. So I get exactly the same thing, and that's that's what I always used to get from sport. Um, oh, and because I because I'm not playing sport anymore, that's what I now get from the gym. So that's mm. I get exactly that. It's my uh, it's the only time. It's you time. My brain sure, basically yeah. is pretty much go goes. All, uh, look, all the time my brain is just active all the time and that's where I think I get my massive mental health fix from exercise and sport because it's the only time my brain's not going overdrive basically is when I'm doing sport mm. or um, doing exercise only time and I think that's you know there that's one of the biggest benefits you can get in my view is is that yes there's the physical but also the mental side of things is huge so you know that means we spoke about the population that aren't exercising all those people are missing out on the, these positive benefits for men, mental health rather than physical health yeah mm, totally. <sighs> yeah it shouldn't be all about how you look should it it's you know yes it's great to have those goals but ultimately making yourself feel better mentally is huge i think i think if you look great in the nuddy but you hate yourself mentally yeah. what's the point yeah completely yeah which i think you know is a uh, be a really good thing to talk to um is it Catherine? Catherine. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah so i think um yeah i think we've been going for just over an hour so maybe we call it a day there oh, on that it goes so quick doesn't it but, um, but, yeah, but yeah i think a bit of a random one today but i thought it was some good concept concepts in there and had a chat about if, if anyone wants to come on and, and share their story and let us yeah. know what they've achieved yeah. or what maybe what they haven't achieved i don't know yeah, um yeah. just give us an email and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be another interesting one. Would be if anyone's, you know, maybe really struggling with certain things, because getting someone like that on and actually almost doing a semi kind of yeah, chatting like, like coach, live, 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 live coaching, chatting Ooh. to them, chatting yeah. to them about different things they could do. That could be another really good thing. So yeah, get in touch, as long guys. As it's not like you... relationship problems. And like, <laughs> yeah, hopefully it's like fitness related. Fit, fitness yeah. related. We're not qualified yeah. for that sort of no. thing. But um, yeah, have a good week, guys, and we'll um, we'll see you next week. Cool. See you next week. See you guys. <laughs> <laughs>